Welcome to the Recovering Nice Guy Podcast. This is the place for nice guys who are ready to kick the habit of people-pleasing and ditch those self-sabotaging behaviors for good. Now, here's your host, me, Chuck Chapman. Nice guys are out of balance and oftentimes have an overly developed feminine side. Have you ever heard of this guy, Matthias Schleidel? He's also known as Hellboy. He's a professional arm wrestling champion with an unusually developed right arm. And while part of this is due to a genetic defect, he also trains the hell out of that arm. I've watched some of his videos. And this imbalance undoubtedly helps him as an arm wrestler, but it also makes him appear out of balance. And the concept of imbalance can be linked to the experience of many nice guys. In my experience working with them, I've noticed a common trait. They possess well-developed feminine energy and an underdeveloped masculine energy. Now, this was true for me as well. I used to take pride in being different from other men. I believed that being more in tune to my feminine side made me more reliable to women. I thought that by being softer, gentler, and kinder, I would stand out as the antithesis of the jerk that often women complain about and thus be more desirable as a boyfriend. However, what I found was this brooch often led me to being put in the friend zones. The reason? I was matching their feminine energy with my feminine energy. See, attraction is created by polarity, much like the north and the south ends of a magnet. When you have two similar energies, like north to north or south to south, you're going to get repulsion instead of attraction. When a nice guy finds a woman who is attracted to him, it's often because she's out of balance as well. This dynamic tends to draw women who are dominating. This dynamic tends to draw women who are dominating, controlling, possessive, and they have a strong developed masculine side. They have oftentimes they oftentimes will have strong personalities or masculine qualities like assertiveness and they'll generally take the leadership role in the relationship and it comes off as controlling. I refer to these relationships as reverse polarity. And on the one hand, they work because there is a polarity, but they're dysfunctional. And as a result, they tend to deteriorate over time. Now, if you find yourself in the friend zone or in a relationship with reverse polarity, I have some great news for you. Today, I'm going to show you how to turn this dynamic around, how you can cultivate masculine energy and actually achieve balance within your relationship and within yourself. Several years ago, Dr. Robert Glover, the author of No More Mr. Nice Guy, shared a chart with me that he had developed, inspired by the work of David Data, who wrote Way of the Superior Man. I'll add a PDF version of the chart to the show notes so you can download it and follow along. This chart was like a revelation to me, and I often present this to men that I'm working with early in our process. I even made a video about this several years ago, but I thought it was time to do an update. Because since then, I've added some of my own insights and made a few modifications to the original chart. I've also shown this chart to many women, and I thought the response that I would get from women would be really negative. But to my surprise, every woman I've ever shown this to has had a positive reaction. In fact, I remember showing this to one of my female clients who was a CEO, and she was very much a leader. And she spent and she spent the majority of her day in her masculine energy. And when I showed her this chart, she exclaimed, where are these men? She said she was desperate to find a man who operated from his masculine side because she was just exhausted. So let's delve into the chart. Here you can see that the chart illustrates four quadrants of the masculine feminine energy. 
it's important to note that we all possess masculine and feminine energies. I like to explain it similarly to how we have a right arm and a left arm. Now, generally, one of these arms is dominant. For example, I'm right-handed and my wife happens to be left-handed. Typically, I can do things better with my right hand than I can with my left hand. But with practice, I can get my left hand to work pretty well. And my mother was also left-handed, and she grew up in a time where left-handed people were considered to be less intelligent than right-handed people, so she was actually taught and forced to use her right hand. And to this day, she still writes with her right hand, even though she's left-hand dominant. Nice guys are like this in that we are born into a dominant energy of masculinity, but we're often raised by feminine influences that taught us that masculinity was toxic, shameful, and that real men got in touch with their feminine side. Most of us, like myself, grew up with a feminine dominant culture. My teachers were all female. My dad was absent a lot of time, so my mom taught me that I shouldn't be like other boys who were dangerous and malicious. And it was this idea of feminizing the masculine. It was even preached from the pulpit in my church. This idea that blessed are the meek and the mild and that Jesus was a pacifist. And of course, these teachings aren't accurate. Nevertheless, it's what I grew up with hearing and believing about masculinity. Now, as I mentioned in the previous video, there's always a shadow side to things. And I like to refer to this as our higher self and our lower self. The higher self is when we operate out of love, abundance, and freedom. The lower self is when we fall into ego, we get offended, and we act from my unrestrained shadow side. Now, on the chart, you can see the division of these two selves. When you look at the top of the chart, you're going to see the higher self in the quadrants of the masculine and feminine. And some of the characteristics of higher masculine are action-orientated. The masculine energy is about doing and penetrating. Powerful. It embodies strength and assertiveness, disciplined. There's a commitment to structure and control and self-control. Focus. It's all about having a clear vision and direction to provide and protect. This means taking responsibility for the well-being of others. Assertiveness is about being confident and directing your communication. It imparts. It shares wisdom. It seeks mastery. There's a drive for excellence and expertise. It constructs. It likes to build and create structures. The masculine is a problem solver. It's always looking for solutions and ways to overcome challenges. And for the masculine, respect is everything. To have honor and esteem are the central values. These are just some of the qualities that define the higher masculine energy. On the feminine side, we see that this energy is receptive and is penetrated. It's about being done to and done for. The feminine energy includes seeking connection. It's about forming relationships and bonds. She's receptive. She's open to receiving and actually being influenced. She's open and inviting. She's welcoming. She's approachable. The feminine energy creates. It brings forth new life, new ideas. The feminine energy reflects. It amplifies and mirrors the emotions and the energy around her. She nurtures and nests, caring for and taking care of and comforting the aesthetics, the appreciation for beauty and harmony. The feminine is all about how things look. She's as sensitive, intuitive, and in tune with her emotions and her surrounding. And for the feminine, she is a security-seeking creature. She desires safety 
and stability. And as a result of that, trust is everything. She relies on and has faith in others, and that is fundamental for how she operates in the world. Again, these are just some of the qualities that define the higher feminine energy. Now, at the center of the chart, at the center of the chart, we can see a dotted line that indicates that there's a flow back and forth between the higher masculine and higher feminine energies. Now, sometimes my wife is in her masculine energy, and I'm in my feminine energy and vice versa. And if we're in the higher states of self, that's fine because it represents harmony and balance and flow of the masculine feminine energies. But I want to stay as much as possible in my masculine energy and to invite her to be in her feminine energy. In the lower half of the chart there, we see the shadow side. This is where things get more rigid and indicated by the solid line there between the masculine and feminine energies. This is because when we drop into our lower self, we tend to choose one side or the other and we stay there. The lower feminine or the shadow side of the feminine energies include helplessness, lacking power and strength, feeling victimized, perceiving oneself as the target of negative intention, personalizing, taking things too personal or being overly sensitive, resentful, holding on to the bitterness and anger, needy, excessive dependence for validation or support, feeling trapped, experiencing a sense of confinement or limitation, passive-aggressive, expressing negative feelings indirectly rather than openly, and lower feminine withdraws love. She withholds emotion, affection, and support as a form of punishment. And the feminine always hurts as hurt. Adopting a mindset, if you hurt me, I will hurt you back. Now, these are just some of the qualities that define the lower shadow of the feminine energy. As you can see, the shadow of the masculine energy includes controlling, exerting power over others, dominating, overpowering, suppressing, rigid, inflexible, unyielding, aggressiveness, confrontational and forceful, abusive, engaging in harmful or violent behavior. The masculine shadow is destructive, causing damage or destruction. And the masculine shadow is always going to hurt before hurting. It operates on a preemptive basis, a mindset of, if I think you're going to hurt me, I'm going to strike first. These are some of the qualities of the lower shadow masculine energies. And we often find ourselves stuck in one side or the other when we drop down into our lower self. Now, the exception occurs when the pressure of the feminine shadow builds to a breaking point of what we like to call the victim puke. And this is an outburst characterized by accusations and generalizations such as, you always do this, you never do that, you never apologize, you never initiate sex, you're always controlling, you're never willing to see things from my point of view. And these expressions are generally a release of pent-up frustration and resentment. Now, when I share this chart with nice guys, I often will ask them, when you get hurt, when you fall into the shadow, which side do you tend to lean towards? 99% of the time, they will choose the lower feminine, and that's what I choose as well. And then I'll ask them, when your partner gets triggered, what side does she drop into? And again, 99% of the time, they're going to say lower masculine shadow. And then I explain this to them. There's nothing more unattractive to a woman than a man that is in his lower 
feminine because you're not creating positive polarity. And think about this. Is there anything more unattractive to you as a man than a woman that's in her lower masculine? I've never met a man who feels more attracted to their partner when they're in lower masculine energy. Now, I find that most couples, this is what happens. One of the partners will get hurt and drop into their shadow. Often the one with the more dominant feminine energy that gets offended. Why? Because the feminine energy is always receptive. It's being done too. So when I perceive something happening to me and I get hurt, I'm in feminine and I drop down into lower feminine. And when this occurs, the other partner also drops into the lower state. And now we have a full-blown conflict. To get back to our higher self, we need to take breaks and enter a self-soothing, self-reparative mode. It's impossible to resolve conflict when you're in these lower states. But the point here is to recognize the pattern of the relationship so that you can change the dynamic. One of the dominant patterns is that we men often do not take the leadership masculine role in our relationship, which would allow the feminine to receive our love, protection, and understanding. We make ourselves unattractive to the feminine partners by being in that lower feminine energy, and then we wonder why she won't have sex with us. We become needy, we become moody, we get withdrawn, and little part in the expression, bitches. I've done it. You've done it. I'll likely do it again. But when we understand the concept, at least we have a fighting chance of correcting the course and reestablishing the connection. The feminine feels connected when she is receiving love, and our overly developed feminine side makes us want to receive love rather than to give love. And as I've stated before, the masculine does, and the masculine is the one who gives love. Now, how do you develop these masculine energies? If you have a well-developed feminine side, but not so much masculine energy, here's what you do. The first step is to practice doing the things that are up on that upper left-hand quadrant. As men, we need to literally work out and exercise our higher masculine side to become leaders, teachers, protectors, to lovingly guide, to be powerful and disciplined, but also with compassion and kindness. Where are you struggling? Is there a specific topic related to masculine energy that you'd even like to see me cover in a future video? And with that, I'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Nice Guy Recovery Podcast with your host, Chuck Chapman. If you're looking to take your Nice Guy Recovery deeper, be sure to check out www.chuckchapman.com to find out how you and I can squash your nice guy behaviors once and for all. 